Good morning, faithful. We look this morning at the 10th chapter of Luke's gospel, beginning there at the 38th verse. Now it happened as they went that Jesus entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Savior and our Teacher. Amen. Sometimes we talk about a person having to choose the lesser of two evils. This morning in our account, we see Martha, she had to choose the better of two goods, or the best of two goods, really. She had to choose between serving her Lord and Savior and sitting at her Savior's feet, listening to his word. Again, mind you, both were good, very good, in fact. But we always need to remember, the good of hearing God's word is better than serving our Lord. Project and meditation, both are good. But ultimately, meditating on God's word is what's better. Schoolwork, work, and worship, both are good. But ultimately, worship is the best because as we hear here, one thing is needed. Students, you don't get out of schoolwork, though. Don't think about that. But ultimately, one thing is needed. Worship Worshiping our Lord and Savior because it's there that we receive the one thing needful. Finding our Lord and Savior in his means of grace, his word, and in his sacrament. Normally Christians do both, right? We work and we worship. We serve and are served by our Lord. We labor and we listen to God. And if we're not doing those things, both of them, well, we, we better be because that's how God wants it to be. Why was Mary's choice better? Well, for starters, Jesus said so, and I think that's good enough. We can probably leave now. But Jesus wasn't just randomly choosing something here. As we search the scriptures, we quickly see that Jesus was endorsing Mary's actions because of everything that scripture tells you and me as Christians. We see that we can't actually do good things in our life unless the good Lord first comes to you and me by faith. We can't do it on our own. The prophet Isaiah wrote, and we heard these words recently, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. You and I, were all descendants of Adam and Eve. We all have a sinful nature. You and I, we have piles, literally piles, just like you do back in your dorm of dirty laundry. We have piles of filthy rag works in our life day in and day out. We lie, we grumble, we complain about the weather, we complain about not having enough money, we complain about when we get sick. We lust, we steal, and those are just a few of the activities and thoughts that go through our sinful minds during a day that just shows you and me that we are filled with these filthy rag works. These are actions and thoughts that go through our mind at times when we are not firmly grounded 
in our good Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so we're reminded here today that we cannot be men and women of God unless we first have God in us by faith, which can only happen through baptism in the word and through his means of grace. We need our Lord and Savior in us, and that is the most important thing in our life, the one thing needful, something only given to us in his word and sacrament. Because, see, it's in this one thing needful, it's in God's word that you and I are reminded that by nature we should be condemned to an eternity in hell. And it's only in this one thing needful, this word of God, that we then eat up by faith, that we're reminded that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to redeem us from the condemnation, from that punishment of hell that we deserve. It is in the word of God that we get to sit at Jesus' feet, the great teacher, and we get to see and be reminded as he tells us that he's taken away that punishment of hell because he went on and he lived that life that we should have been living and he died the death that we were to die. It's in the one thing needful, the word of God, that we get to see the beautiful exchange of Jesus taking away our imperfect life, our unholy death, and our punishment of hell and giving us in return his perfect life, his holy death, and his reward of heaven. And then, in his gracious and loving care, he also goes on and he gives us that, not just in his word, but those other things we need, the sacraments. He gives us that life, death, and resurrection in his own body and blood in the Lord's Supper. Now, just as you cannot be and I cannot be a man or woman of God unless we have God by faith, we can't be, Jesus tells us in John's gospel, fruit-bearing branches unless we're connected to the vine. He says in chapter 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. In other words, you can't be a Martha serving, or at least a proper Martha, unless you're a Mary first. That's what we're reminded of right here. In a Christian's life, there cannot be output unless there is input. If we don't have God in us by faith, Isaiah reminds us, all the things that we do, all the methods that we have, none of them are good. They're all corrupted by our sinful nature. And so we need to remember that God doesn't simply want us and put us in this life so that we can do good, but he's much more concerned that we have that happen by him in us. That's why he says to Martha, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. And this is important for you college students to remember. One, because it's from Jesus. Two, because the chaplain said I had to hit this point. <laughs> but it's not just for you right now today. It's also something that you need to remember for your children someday if the Lord blesses you with them. The Lord is calling you and reminding you here that when the time comes, teach your children to be merry, sitting at Jesus' feet. That means take them to church and get them baptized. Don't go with this modern trend of, well, I don't want to force my religion on my kids or I'll let them choose when they're older. No, that's not what God wants and he expects that you're going to go and you're going to take them to the font to receive the Holy Spirit and water in word. Take them to worship. Take them to Bible class. 
take them to confirmation class and all the other opportunities they have to grow in faith at church. But see, then go a step further. Then also model what you are asking them and having them do. You go to worship. You go to Bible study. Don't just drop off and pick up. Teach them how to be merry. Showing them that Bible study in Sunday school, confirmation, VBS, all the different opportunities we have church, they do at times take precedent over other opportunities in this life, even if those other things seem to be more fun to them and maybe even you. Day in and day out, teach your children to be merry, sitting at the Savior's feet in your own home through devotion and through prayer. And see, what will happen is there's going to be a natural result where they're going to want to serve their Lord just like Martha. You as a family will grow together in Christ and you're going to be showing love to one another and doing things out of love, not just out of obligation or guilt or anything else. You'll do it out of love because you're going to just naturally by faith want to show that love to them that Jesus first showed you in his life, death, and resurrection. Folks, may God grant us the strength to live a life that is a God-pleasing balance of Mary and Martha. And may our Lord and Savior, may he give us the strength to always sit at his feet so that you and I can say, this one thing is needful, all others are vain. I count all but loss that Christ I may obtain. And if I learn from Jesus this knowledge divine, the blessing of heavenly wisdom is mine. To God be the glory. Amen. Please rise. Blessed Lord, you have given us your holy scriptures for our learning. And may we so hear them, read, learn, and inwardly digest them, that being strengthened and comforted by your holy word, we may cling to the blessed hope of everlasting life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
you now stand at your Savior's feast, brothers and sisters, go in peace, live in harmony with one another, and serve our Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 